0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday night. Hey, we're Jizz Talking and with us is our uh, fill-in guest. I really appreciate um, not only Princess Dandy for being here, but Lily Craven for helping to bail us out of kind of a jam. I had a, you know, I procrastinated. I found out on Monday that um, the guest was not going to be here. And so I said, oh, I got plenty of time. And then. Um, Saturday afternoon rolls around, and I did have some other people giving me ideas, uh, and Lily says, let's just do this, and so, okay, because, you know, when Lily speaks, everybody listens, and so, <laughs> is true. anyway, uh, Princess Dandy, <laughs> how come Lily's not here? Uh, she will be, I think, um, so uh, Princess Dandy answered the call, and so we appreciate her being here. Princess, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I am very happy that Lily put us in contact, like, thank you, Lily. This gonna
0: be fun. I'm impressed with your background. You have uh, some candles back there and a little tree, and that's that's kind of is. Is that just your living room, or is that an office? Or
1: this is my reception area at work. So I work in a dungeon, and I have like this little reception area when you first walk in. It's kind of zen.
0: Well, let's just start off and talk about that, okay? <laughs> let's uh-huh. Jump into that real quick. Let's just jump into that. And, uh, <laughs> so you work at a dungeon. You do. Um, and how long have you done that? And how did you apply for that and get started in that?
1: Oh boy! So I've been doing I've been doing BDSM for about eleven or twelve years. Um, yeah, I had a girlfriend who was a pro dominatrix, and she kind of taught me some stuff. And unfortunately, she moved away, but I still stayed very passionate about it. So I just kept learning, and eventually, together, my own dungeon. And now I do what I want to do. So, so this
0: is your dungeon then. This
1: is my dungeon. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is that like a is i don't want to get too too personal on this but is that like at your house or is it like something on main street or is it
1: no it's we're? a yeah it's a separate place i live like 20 minutes from here so it's pretty
0: close okay wow okay and yeah. then people how do we go about uh booking a, a a session or is that what you do i guess is so yeah you,
1: um PrincessAndy.com has all the answers.
0: You can go there,
1: fill out an application, and we talk a little bit. And if we have, like, similar kinks, if we are going to get along, like if I get a good vibe, then I'll meet with the person and it can happen.
0: All right. What if their kink is, like, knowing that uh, presidential elections happen every four years? I I don't know. I'm still impressed with where you live. That seems easy
1: to work with. I can (laughs) work with that. I'm
0: still impressed with where you live.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'll just roll out a newspaper and just start reading it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that that would do Talk it for me. Oh. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, you have um, the easiest way. To, I, I was going to read off the list of websites that you're on, but you're on dozens of them. Uh, if you just go to PrincessDandy.com, you're going to oh. find all you need, and that's uh, going to have all of them. When did you get started uh, with with doing online stuff? Because 11 years ago, uh, there weren't a few of the platforms that there are now.
1: Yeah, so I actually, I didn't get really super interested in online work until COVID hit and then kind of like really put the work into OnlyFans and Sex to Panther and like Night Flirt and things like that. Um, for the most part, I love doing in-person stuff, so switching to online was really difficult for me, but it had to happen eventually. Um, but I've been selling um, clips, like fetish clips for a while on clips sale. That's been around forever.
0: Sure, sure.
1: doing that since like near the beginning of my career
0: nice nice um does anybody else work there at the at the dungeon with you
1: right now it's just me i mean sometimes i team up with people i do like to have people come here and film with me um but yeah i like teaming up with other mistresses on occasion but for now it is just me let
0: me see i did see what did i see i saw uh something here real quick let me pull it up because i thought this was unique uh-oh. find it okay you find <laughs> it here uh, this for our people who listen on the, the podcast part of it, you're gonna say oh he's not doing anything well i'm gonna show uh, uh, a quick shot here and uh these are some of your friends and uh oh,
1: yeah does
0: this, does this happen at the dungeon too or where does this happen so that happened
1: in what was that Chicago? I think that was Chicago Exotica, okay. um, in a hotel room. But stuff like that does happen in my dungeon. I do. Uh, I film a lot with other women, mostly dominating.
0: Nice, nice. Now you've done some exoticas. I know. I know when I first uh, reached out to you, it was going to be to do one of our pre-shows uh, mm. on here. What we do is is uh, before the week before Exotica, we do a show with everybody who's going to be there or as many people as we can, and then um, then people get to know, hey, when I go to Exotica, I'm going to see Princess Dandy. So, um, are you going to go to New Jersey? I am. Oh, yeah. of course, hell no. it's right up in your neck of the woods.
1: Yeah, it's like hop, skip, and a jump away. Not too bad. I went to it last year, too, and I like it a lot. All
0: right. Now, I was in our, let's see, uh, I was there, and Charles was in Chicago. Did we see you at all? What booth were you in? I was with
1: Charles, or not that Charles, sorry. Wrong, Charles.
0: Charles, so, tell me, man.
1: <laughs> somebody who, I mean, I wish Charles, someone who would I, introduce I, I don't me to that, Lily. But uh, Chicago Charles.
2: was an interesting trip, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was all a blur. No, I was so I was with my friend Charles, a um, blush erotica. That's I know Lily through them, um, and so I was walking around doing interviews with them uh, for their YouTube channel. So you might have caught me with blush erotica if you ran into them at all.
0: I probably saw you, but I saw a lot of people. Um, and uh, in our booth, Charles is in charge. Uh, Too many but,
1: Charleses?
0: <laughs> this Charles, we have, please. <laughs> so, but uh, no, what was your? What was your? We had a lot of. I don't know. Did you see the jizz talking signatures after dark booth? We had some legends in there, and there's a big booth that was right next to uh, uh, Tadpole.
1: Yeah, I believe I saw you. Okay, all right. I think I did. There was what a lot was, going on. It, I tried to hit all
0: the booths. It's hard. It really is, and I mean, you, you want to do them justice, and it's like, you know, you've got those booze that are way back in the back 40, you just don't get to, and then someone yeah. says, did you see me? No, where were you? I was back there, you know, and I felt so bad for Mickey Lynn and Coral and Jewel. They were, um,
2: like, um, way on the side, kind of, but, like, way.
0: Near the Brazzers booth, and right next to the thing that was, a, like, a motorcycle vibrator thing.
1: The motor Bunny. <laughs> I yeah,
0: and after you rode it, then you got a pair of bunny ears.
1: <laughs> I oh. have one of those. I have not gotten bunny ears, though. It's kind of sad.
0: <laughs> I deserve have, ears. You have bunny ears you have the motor rabbit?
1: I have the motor bunny.
0: Oh,
3: wow.
1: Yeah, I got it for my birthday this year. Bought it for myself. It was my personal birthday present to myself.
0: Well, nice, nice. Um, I know that. Uh, and then so there's a lineup there going back, and then you never made it past that to see Corlin and Mickey. And Sean. Sean was there too. Was I there.
2: saw them once and that was the only time I saw them and I wish I'd like visited with them more.
0: Then next so. to Mickey and Corlin was a booth. They were selling some stupid shit. And then anyway she took a guy behind the curtain and blew him and then she got in trouble and they had to leave. So well, that's not fair. Evidently they didn't have a nice hotel room like you did. And <laughs> anyway they,
1: I guess there is a the wrong place to give a blowjob.
0: Did you stay at the main hotel then? Or?
1: Um, no, I usually stay like a couple hotels away. I'm not, I'm usually not too close.
0: Okay. All right. Good. All right. Well, well, Charles is unmuted here. Charles, let's, uh, check in with you and a question for princess Dandy. Yeah. I
2: kind of was interested in how you got, I'm not familiar. I not generally familiar with the kink, you know, area kind of, I wanted to find, kind of find out, did, were you always kinky? That sounds like such a weird question (laughs) all the way through from when you were little to an adult.
1: Yeah. Without giving away any ages, obviously Um, I have always had a fascination with like, anytime I was watching a movie and I saw like an interrogation scene, like if someone's tied up, even a damsel in distress, like the old like cartoon girl on the train tracks, like, it always yeah. did something for me and I never understood what that was until I was <laughs> eighteen and met my mistress friend. And <laughs> and then I learned about that stuff and all the bondage and predicaments and vulnerability and like how healing and fun that can be. So
2: Okay. It's always That's been interesting. Me. Yeah. We used to have kink.com in San Francisco and I remember going there once for a tour and it was it was interesting, but it didn't feel like it's something that kind of vibed with me. It's not so, but for I, everyone. What's that?
1: It's not for everyone. And like kink.com no. is awesome. But I think some of their stuff like in their big dungeons and stuff can be a little intimidating as well. If you're like new to that stuff. It's like that's scary. I mean. I that love- is true. <laughs> I and that.
2: I'm not denigrating that area of the adult industry. It's just not no, something that not. I'm familiar with or, you know.
0: Anyway, well, thank you. A lot of us are just meat and potatoes fucking kind of guys. Leave the tofu yeah. over there.
1: <laughs> I mean, just... What tofu is <laughs> too kinky? I get it.
0: But uh, well, anyway, great to have Charles Long and uh, Thank uh, you. Charles. And now, are you going to the X3 event in LA?
1: Um, I've never been to those events, so oh. I have no idea. Probably not. When is that?
0: It is Jan- mid early mid January, January 13th and 14th. Uh, maybe that. Okay. And they have X business going on at the same time. It's a week after Avian. Oh. So they, they jammed them all together stupidly.
1: <laughs> because if you're, on a, you
0: know, if you're on yeah. a budget, like if you're on a budget like most normal people, right. there's no way you can can slip over those. So
2: I, did, I, I, like- I, I I I'm sorry. I had one other question. I apologize for interrupting. So you tape these sessions, and what is it for the people who? for the session? I'm a little bit confused about that. Sorry.
1: So I do, I have separate things. So I do domination sessions and those are typically discreet. Um, There's no filming involved unless they specifically ask me to film them. And if they're asking me to film them, that can be for their personal collection or it can go on my content sites. But um, for the most part, my sessions are totally private and discreet and no filming whatsoever. But separately from that, I do get together with other talent and film star people and dominate them on film as
0: well, and that's a whole separate thing. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for answering my question. Totally. Hey, we have Richard Pacheco with us. Uh, AVN Hall of Famer here. Richard, how are we doing tonight?
4: Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice to be here.
0: Have you met uh, Princess Dandy in a, a previous life?
4: Well, I don't know. It's entirely possible, but uh, <laughs> nice to meet her in this one.
0: Nice to meet you. You Me too. Um, Richard, let's go back to, to the days of of when you were in um uh the adult industry actively who were some of the the gals that you would compare uh princess dandy to that may be more of a dominatrix type of actress
4: well there was cat sunlove do you know cat mistress cat she was the uh co-publisher of spectator magazine which is a very popular um meet people uh kind of rag a magazine that was in the seventies and eighties and nineties, but she was uh, a a big player in the SM community and her husband as well. Lane Winklebleck was his name, but these, you know, we're talking history here now. Um, It's now 2020. These people haven't been active probably since the nineties. So that, that I was active in the seventies and the eighties. What was interesting about historically speaking, movies that had SM scenes in them were the most successful movies for the federal government to prosecute. So they didn't mix. uh, You could do SM movies, but you couldn't do SM and sex. If you had actual fucking in the movies, then you'd get busted. And they, they they got the most convictions with those movies. So the regular porn industry did not mix the two things. And it became a specialty job. Of course, there was always the underground, but the overground, there was uh, like Jamie Gillis had a lot of uh, spanking stuff, but no sex, so to speak. Um, And there were specialty uh, programs or or companies that did SM activity, but not combined with the sex. They were two separate empires. Um, I don't know how that is nowadays, but that was the, the fact of the matter then. Uh, and I personally had some uh, friends who were in that world, and I went and played at a few dungeons and um, found where my limits were and what interested me and what didn't. And I, I, I liked some things and other things terrified me. Um, <laughs> I went to one. God, uh, my wife, I was married the whole time, uh, was out of town, and I was looking for a little entertainment. And I walked into a dungeon, and there was a uh, a woman I wrote in my diary about it. She was a hard-looking woman, kind of like the person who would sprinkle roofing nails on her breakfast cereal. Um, she, she had a guy on his back, and she had a, like a shoebox lid over his genitalia with a hole in it, and the genitalia was pulled through the hole, and she was busy tacking with a hammer and tacks his scrotum, uh, like on the side of a of a barn, you take an animal hide. And uh, that was over my line. And that was, I, okay, I I don't know what this is, but it it wasn't my thing. Um, and you know, everybody has different boundaries about where they, where they draw those lines. And I don't know where it all comes from. I, mean, I always think about what has to be done to us at formulative ages to make these kind of things, sources of erotica, uh, arousal, um, is it DNA or is it learned behavior? I don't know where these things come from, but it's always been a curiosity to me to explore that kind of stuff. I assume you've known you were talking earlier about your – you found I found that when I would see spanking things as a kid, I would get aroused by that. Um, either way, rather than being the, the doer or the doee. But those were things that got my attention. And then now they're an active part of my – Vanilla sex. Uh, I don't know how to draw the lines between what this is and isn't. I just have the limitations of how much pain I want to get into. Because uh, at some point, it's just, ouch. <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Too much ouch is not good for me. But just enough is perfect.
0: Me, I just watched too much Columbo, so I never got into it. So, but.
4: <laughs> Well, there's all kinds of masochism. That, that might be considered
0: some yeah. of that. Excuse. That's a little
1: too kinky for me.
0: but uh, uh, so you've been in this 11 years and what um, how long has this dungeon been in uh, available
1: so this one that I'm currently in is like I consider it a temporary one because I'm my last dungeon was a lot bigger I've been here since well probably about a year I moved out of my last dungeon which was my favorite dungeon a month before COVID hit Um, I was supposed to be moving into a bigger dungeon I was hosting some really big BDSM parties and I wanted a bigger space it was one of those situations where I had to wait a couple months to get in. And so I moved out of last place. COVID hit. They couldn't kick that guy out. So then I got stuck without a dungeon, which was good because I couldn't work in person anyway. So, But um, yeah, my a couple of friends of mine were um, using this photo studio and they offered it up to me to turn into a dungeon and that's where, that's where I'm at right now. So this is fairly new still. Gets the job done, but I miss having my big warehouse. So if
3: anyone has a warehouse they want to rent out me <laughs> yeah. all right hey james is with us james how you doing doing all right patrick good hello miss nandy how you doing hi james hey um i'm i'm like with everyone else you know i'm not as uh, i'm not as big into the kink as everyone else is but um one thing that i have noticed is that you're also a bbw i am and you're very very lovely let me say Thank that you. um do you find let me ask you this do you find that more guys are more attracted with you being a bbw does that add to the kink along with everyone else, along with everything else does that do you mm. think that uh, more people get into that kind of a fetish as well i
1: would say i mean typically most of the people that come to see me for my sessions are into bigger woman i mean there aren't a lot of other dominatrixes in my area so it's like you're either going to be with me or, or you know couple other people. So and I think the other people in the area are curvy as well. But for the most part, my weight does come into play. I do a lot of um, face sitting and smothering. and I have a very large butt. So and I love doing wrestling and different like body play and body domination and holding people down and getting really physical. So I think that comes into play a lot. And a lot of people definitely take my looks and size into consideration when booking me for sure.
3: All right. Well, that's I, I could just say that uh, you know um, I, I've always kind of been kind of attracted to the big B big B as well. Me too. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I like to I like the meat on the bone. Put it here like. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay, yeah, it was nice talking to you. You too, Princess. How tall are you? I'm 5'7". Oh wow. Okay,
0: that's um, that's rather tall. Um, I was not just, bad. <laughs> I was trying to size you up, to see how bad you kicked my ass. This <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm pretty strong. So,
0: yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, So you said you had some people in the area you work with or you bring them in or how does, how do you book multiple people?
1: Yeah. So sometimes there are mistresses who are visiting the area. I'm uh, like you said, in New Hampshire, I'm very close to Boston. I'm about an hour North of Boston. So sometimes I'll get people who will visit Boston and want to come work with me and film with me and, yeah, it's fun, um, and I get an awesome variety of different people. I actually really love teaming up with other moms. So sure.
0: So when you go to Exotica, then are you going to lay out a uh, kind of a schedule, or how do you work, or what will you be doing at Exotica? Do you do work for the media booth again, or what's what's the plan for New Jersey? So
1: typically at Exotica, I will go running around doing some interviews with Blush Erotica, um, and but we're I think this upcoming. The one in New Jersey, I don't know how many interviews we're going to be doing, but I know that we are going to be filming some stuff together. We always, um, they are a production team. They have a beautiful website and um, we like to film stuff together. So I will be scheduling some shoots with them and with other people and mostly just focusing on shooting, visiting for a few hours a day. I I can't do too much. I get so overwhelmed and horny. So I have to go film stuff, (laughs) but yeah, it's a pretty tight schedule, but I, I usually keep it pretty full
0: of fun stuff. I, I mean, yeah, once you get busy at Exotica, the time just goes boom like that. And it does. It, it, it's, it's just Exotica time. One minute you're looking at something, next minute, holy shit, it's two hours later, you know? And, I know. Uh, it's you, dangerous. Yeah, it is. So, um, but uh, it is nice that you can, can do that. And I mean, that's a, anymore at Exotica, that's where I see a lot of people filming content, and a lot of people working. Uh, yeah
1: you got it, all the it, good people in one place
0: yeah, it's a fan based thing I believe I still believe that mm-hmm. uh, and I hate it when when um performers circumvent the system you know they're at their booth for an hour, and then the rest of the time is them doing videos that that kind of cheats the fan a little bit but uh, yeah
1: that's why I can't be in a booth maybe someday, but sure if I had a booth I 'd have to be there all day otherwise i 'd feel bad and I want to meet everyone. But in reality, I want to go there, look at hot people, and leave. Sure. Well, there you
0: go. (laughs) Well, Charles and I are going to be in Chicago next year, so there you go. Me too. (laughs) And and L.A. in January. January. So so you've never been to the AVN?
1: No. No, I've only been to Exotica. I actually didn't get into, like, hardcore porn, like actual porn, until about a year ago. I had my first boy-girl scene. Yeah. So now that I'm in it... um, my friends are like, oh, let's go. And you got to go meet everyone. And now it's just kind of like I have to go to, keep kicking my computer. I have to go to all of them. I want to meet everyone and, like, get all the fun collaborations.
0: Who are some of your favorites uh, to meet with, not only to to work with, but just to meet and say hi and uh, you look forward to seeing all the
1: time? I am obsessed with Crystal Davis and Luna Lark. Anytime I see either of them, I'm just so excited. Like, they're both so sweet and so friendly. And, like, Crystal's always working a booth pretty much every time um, at Exotica. Like, all the Exoticas I've been to, she's working a booth and she stays there a long time. She works really hard. She's really sweet to her fans. Um, And I've gotten to film with her a handful of times. So it's always like nice to see her and be like, what are we shooting? And Luna Lark is, she's just like so much fun to work with. Like, they're both such hotties and they're just such beautiful personalities. And yeah, I highly recommend looking up their porn if everyone has not seen it.
3: I'm sure
0: you have. Crystal Davis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Crystal was a guest. Um, as soon as we got back from Exotica, I think she was on. <clears throat> Great oh, yeah. gal met her at uh, at Exotica. She was actually her, uh, she had a male uh, counterpart there. And <laughs> um, uh, me and the other guys at the booth didn't want to stand on chairs. So we says, um, Crystal, could your friend here help us out a little bit and anyway he stood on the chairs and then hung the banner for us because they were we were on this side of the wall and they were on that side of the wall so that's yeah that's where they were so great gal great gal and he was he was pretty nice too for helping us out because just uh, stand in your own chair but he he worked out a <laughs> little well but uh, um anything you want to talk about as far as what uh what your what other interests you have or what else you're about
1: Um, Well, like I said, I am new to the the porn stuff. Um, BDSM is definitely my core. I love all of that. I love dominating people on and off camera. Um, Wow, what can I add to that? Well, have you guys ever, do you ever visit like the dungeon section at Exotica?
0: I've walked through it. That's (laughs) I've walked through it.
2: I hear the hesitation. Uh, Patrick and I are going to have to go next year and go check it out.
1: It's scary. Okay. I'll say that. I find it delightful. I love it. They've got like people being suspended and hanging from the ceiling and they've got this like wheel that you put everyone on and they spin it around a lot of whipping and stuff. And I'm like, that's amazing. But I do definitely see people walk down the aisle and immediately turn, like looking at the floor, keep moving. It's so great. <laughs> I love they
2: that. had, they had a dungeon thing in Chicago, not a dungeon, but like a, like a little prison room thing, like in the center of the floor. Oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, well, you know, and I went and got a picture of myself in the in the little prison room. So that was kind of fun. You know, <laughs> that was your that's probably, that's probably again. about the closest I've gotten to, you know, BDSM. But, you know, it was kind of a fun experience. I'm like, you know, hey, could you take a picture in the little, you know, in a little dungeon room? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. You know, That
1: could have been your awakening, though. You could have gone in there and be like, whoa, this does something for me. <laughs> And then the next I, thing you know, you're here. You know,
2: maybe. It might be something <laughs> to look into.
1: You never know. You never know. Like, some things are a little scary. Like, Richard was talking about um, the guy getting his scrotum nailed down.
2: Yeah, um, that's uh, that's a little beyond what I'm willing to do. Oh, man. I will,
1: I've done that. I will admit I've gone that route. People wouldn't expect it because I look kind of nice. I'm a little scary, but I look mostly nice as the pink care. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And most of my sessions don't involve pain which people like are usually surprised by a lot of my domination I'm,
2: is I'm actually a little surprised to hear that as well
1: yeah it's not all about pain things can get really intense for sure if that's what you want like but most of the people that come to see me just want to give up control and feel safe but vulnerable
2: and so is it about being tied up
1: there's a lot of bondage involved because um, that have,
2: to me would be kind of interesting I don't you know being new to that you know but that would be interesting
1: you might like it it's a good feeling like physically it's a really nice feeling to be tied up in certain ways and then otherwise it's just like if you are the type of person who has a lot of people you care for in your life if you have a lot of things you're in charge of you have to make a lot of decisions you got a lot of pressure on your shoulders it's so nice to like just lay down, do what you're told, and have someone else make your decisions for you for, like, an hour. It's such good therapy. It's so much fun.
0: Giving up control our house is the life steals the remote control of the TV. <laughs>
1: uh, hard limit. Hard limit. can't go there. I, I,
0: I, I, I don't That's have, to, I don't I have a, too much. a safe word for that.
1: You need a safe <laughs> word for that. That's non-consensual. It's messed
2: up. Yeah. Where the fuck's the <laughs> <more? laughs> Yeah, being single and not really kind of dating anyone—it's I have like my own control, but maybe giving it, giving up that control might be a good thing for me. It could
1: be, yeah. It's really, really—it's just nice sometimes.
2: But I'm not willing to do the tax and the box and no, 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 oh, no. come no, no.
1: on! <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that's, no, you never know till you
1: try. That's a
2: little too
0: far. Like an That's animal, a lot. Animal health. Uh, I mean, um, so how busy do you keep? I don't want to get into financials at all, but how busy do you keep uh, on an average week or, or month? How busy is Ske- it? Schedule-wise is what he means. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, it's New Hampshire. We don't have, like, a huge population, and the, things are pretty quiet here. But I do get, like, on average – one person a day. Um, some days I'll have like five people. I don't take more than that, but some days I'll have five people. Some days I'll have no people, but on average, it's like one person a day. So it's really nice. Um, right now. So I just got back from being on tour. So I was gone for about a month, a little over a month. So my schedule's like kind of crazy right now and very packed, which I like cause I missed my clients. I love my clients. They're amazing. So it's good, but yeah, it's usually a lot more chill.
2: Is it usually like an hour a session? Is that like a therapist, kind of? I mean, I don't yeah. want to, you know.
1: <laughs> so you, like, you pick how much time you want before the session. Um, A lot of people will do an hour. They'll start with an hour, especially if they're new. I get a lot of new people. Um, But two hours seems to be the, the main average. Lately, most people are getting two hours, which I like. So, I do overnight stuff, too. But that's for, like, people who have a lot of things they want to do or really want to give up control for a whole night. Hmm. It's fun, but it's a commitment.
0: So let's talk about being on tour. Where were you? Where did you go? What did you do? Who did you meet? Who did you see?
1: So I started, I drove down. I did this all by driving. Um, I drove down to Miami for Exotica. Okay. Um, from there, I went to Atlanta, then St. Louis, then Denver, then Vegas, then Chicago, then back to New Hampshire. So.
2: You didn't come to California.
1: I know, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that, and drove right by, but <laughs> I want to go to California, I do, you,
0: um, next you, time. You drove through Nebraska and lost all interest.
1: I <laughs> did, I was like, I can't do this.
0: I know, it's like eight hours through Nebraska, it's like, kill me now.
1: It's uh, kind of wild, yeah. like, I want to meet people in Nebraska, I don't want to find things to do in Nebraska, and I'm not, like, anyone who's in Nebraska listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm not knocking your state but I never remember what's there. Like, nothing stands out to me other than the amount of bugs that hit my car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to get my car washed halfway through because I can't see.
0: And, uh, and on I-80, there's a, a thing that goes over the interstate. That's uh, a big deal that goes over the interstate. Mm.
1: That's what, uh, it's a, well, it's a you, very pretty state.
0: Thanks to Patrick, I now want to go
2: visit Iowa. Because there are things <laughs> I want to do in Iowa. Oh, yeah. We're in
1: Iowa. The world's largest truck stop is there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, the large- cornfields. Yeah, world's largest popcorn <laughs> ball.
1: Oh, come on. Feel the great. dreams.
0: Feel the dreams. And, oh, my uh, God. World's largest skillet.
2: <laughs> who is it who, um, the final resting place of the big bopper and. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah
0: um, did you
2: Buddy Holly,
0: Holly story or LaBelle?
3: Richie Violence.
1: Oh my God. I love all yeah.
0: Those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, they crashed their plane right out of the Mason City Airport. Oh. And that's the day the music died is where they're at. So um, I had no idea that's how
1: they died. That's sad.
0: Well, I've got a Nebraska story about the, the, the older. Oh,
2: Patrick's good. I saw all the people watching from Nebraska, but okay.
0: Tim's not on. So that's okay. <laughs> um, the, the older couple uh, got married in Omaha and they were going to honeymoon in Lincoln. <clears throat> And so he, they were driving the car, and he put his hand on her knee, and he took it away. And he put his hand on her knee, and he took it away. And he put his hand on her knee, and he took it away. She says, you know, we're married now. You can go farther than that. So he drove to Kearney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You> got it. <laughs> so anyway, that's... Yeah, they do have a a film studio in Iowa that um, Private Society is what it's called. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or been a part of that, but um, Mm. it's in southern Iowa. And I've gone down there a couple times. Coral and Jewel filmed down there, and the handy thing about that was I met her down there, and she signed some books and signed some photos and uh, did a couple of uh, custom videos. And so anyway, uh, she made a little bit of money on the side from – from us in the group and so that was real cool i went out one other time and took rusty nails with me and uh, rusty and uh, or rusty i met rusty there and and uh, uh they don't give you transportation when you're in that town so i ended up having to take him to walmart and the mall and then to a, a fitness club and that was about it so he walked back from the, the fitness club but uh, so when you're in in these on tour things um Do you advertise on your website or how do people know where you're at?
1: So I typically I this time I did put it on my website, like I put my list of touring dates, um, but I will put it on Twitter and just let people know. Sometimes I don't want people to know where I'm going to be until like just for safety reasons. I won't say it till like the week before and be like, who's here? And then collect some people to shoot with and then take the post down. But, like, yeah, I this time I put it on my website. It was very public about it. So I got to work with some awesome people and got to shoot a lot and did some sessions, too, which was really
0: nice. How weird are the weirdos? I mean, <laughs> you put it out and you, you just don't know who's going to bite on it.
1: Honestly, like, the worst people are the ones that just, like, message me and be like, I really want to meet you. Like, it's nice. It's nice at first. They're like, I really want to meet you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, this is how you can meet me. You can book a session. Like, what if we just go out for drinks? I have a wife, but she doesn't need to know. Could you tie her up though? And I'm like, which which is, it? <laughs> can we...
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, there's always like it starts when like I have a wife, and I'm like, okay, I'm not like meeting people for dates. Like I'm traveling, I don't have time for that. Like it's
2: a work thing.
1: Yeah, it's a work yeah. thing, and I got to save my money and time for work. And yeah, so there's just a lot of a lot of that. I love the guys who are in like. A, oh, in I've addition
2: honest, to tying somebody else's wife up, who doesn't need to know about it. I think she would figure it out really quickly and not be thrilled with that.
1: Yeah, after a while it clicks and you're like, wait a minute, I'm tied up by a stranger. And that, yeah, that's usually not something they're good with. I do love playing with couples. I just prefer it if they understand why I'm tying them up. So it's fair.
0: (laughs) Is, uh, Is Is couples play pretty popular with you then?
1: It is. Yeah. Especially when I'm traveling. Um, I mean, I have, um, a handful of couples that come to see me pretty regularly here and I get to tie them up and play with them and teach them how to do different things to each other. Um, oftentimes there's a different dynamic, like maybe the husband's submissive and the wife is dominant or they're both submissive. I can dominate them both. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to meet all the different dynamics and just see couples like trying to make it work and keep things kinky. I love that.
3: James, anything else? Did you ever get a uh, ever get a re- uh, request for something that you just said, no, nah, this is just too much?
1: Yeah. Am I allowed to say things on here? No? Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> so there's, um, I will say, okay, talking about weirdos. And people are always like, what's the weirdest fetish you cater to? And I'm like, nothing's really weird to me. But this guy is weird because he messages me every few months. Although, I think I'm due for a new one because it's been a while. Every few months on a different email address, brand new email address, and asks me to step on live animals for him.
2: Uh, Obviously, I'm
1: not doing that. Obviously, obviously, that's too far. And that's not consensual. And that's mean. And they don't deserve that. But just the fact that it's like, I don't know, he thinks I don't remember this request. Like, I'm just going to get this request pretty regularly. And I'm just like, it's you again.
2: Yeah. Is it the same name every time?
1: Sometimes he's got the same, like, contact name, but it's always a different email address. And they're very bizarre, and they're not really, like, linked together, and they're often, like... I can't in
2: imagine wanting to somebody else to step on animals. That just seems so cool.
3: Yeah, yeah for- I've heard of uh, you know, like stepping on like little kittens and peppies and stuff yeah, um, like that. That's, they talk about ugh, um, goldfish
1: specifically. And I feel mm. bad, like I don't want to kink shame anybody, but I am going to animal abuse shame people. Yeah. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's goldfish and mice and frogs and things like that. Like little animals uh-huh. definitely couldn't fight back. And um yeah, that that definitely bothers me to, to hear that someone wants that and I do understand the kink I like in my head I'll go through these things and try to understand um why someone would want that and I do understand some aspects of it that make sense in linking it to a sexual desire but for no reason for no cause whatsoever will I ever step on an animal on purpose I step on my cat all the time by accident and I almost cry every time but that's different that's so, the, yeah,
0: I think mean, that's what yeah, done that too. They just like to get under feet. And...
2: She does it on purpose. Yeah, I know yeah. it. There you go. Maybe she that's knows, her it's the, it's the cat's kink. Yeah,
3: Probably. that's
0: her fetish to trip. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> so
1: manipulative.
0: Yeah. And then she
1: gets treats because I feel bad. Like, oh, such a sucker.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, you must have really uh, put a lot of miles in the car driving everywhere like that.
1: Yeah. I really love road trips, though. Like, I just, I feel so relaxed driving, especially in those, like, middle of nowhere places. And I love hiking and finding random cool rocks to climb and mountains and things, so.
0: Um, how did you meet up with Lily Craven? Because she was the one who, who hooked us up.
1: So, I um, I was tagging along at a shoot that she was doing with Blush Erotica. Um, they shot something. I just happened to be hanging out there. Um, and I think it was my hotel room, actually. They were, she was squirting on my bed. Yay. And, yeah. uh, so I just happened to be there. She was doing her, um, her awesome sex talk with Lily Craven and asked me to do it. And I had a really good time with her. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear that she enjoyed me as well and passed me along because she's so much fun.
0: She is. She's just a barrel of laughs. And she's, she just, a riot. she's, she's hilarious, but uh, great gal. We always, always like meeting her and, and, uh, saying hi and hanging out. And I mean, she's just so friendly, got so many friends. That's just her nature, just friendly. So that's
1: good. Yeah.
0: Uh, next week, our guest is Anastasia Rose. And Anastasia was going to be on a couple of weeks ago and, and then something came up for her. So next week is her week. Again, I, I, it's disappointing when we have people cancel, but hey, it's the nature of the beast. And this was just one of those extra things on a Sunday that nobody gets paid for. And and, and at this point in time, Princess says, "I'm not getting paid for this." Wait, uh, what? Wait, what? I, and, you
2: know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, well, so, if you have videos for sale
0: yeah, or yeah. pictures for sale that you want to sign,
4: mm-hmm. you know. yeah, yeah.
0: we do this primarily. And and I kind of explained this to you a little bit why I didn't uh, and you did post this out on your Twitter because uh, I got a warning from Zoom on it um, that if it's it's posted outside of where it's usually posted, it sends me a warning. So our group Ooh. is, is um, what you see here is we're autograph collectors. And so um, a lot of, you know, I've got a, a Seika autographed a DVD here. And uh, when Alexis Fox was at um, Exotic, I sold some magazines, she autographed. And so our, I primarily, uh, uh, my, my well, When I'm not
2: collecting baseball players, I'm collecting adult stars.
0: Steve O signed a picture <laughs> hey, of his of his cock. Uh o there. And, and so anyway, we collect autographs. And that's kind of how our group started. So if you do uh, signings or anything like that, uh, make sure you let us know and we can get some photos to you or you can get some photos to us or we need to see it Exotica next time and take, you know. Yeah,
2: and if you if you want to sign stuff and put it on our face put it on Patrick's Facebook group you can do that and try and sell them that way.
0: That's
1: awesome. I'd love to do that.
0: Yeah. So afterwards we'll, we'll communicate. And if you've got a Facebook page, let me know and we can get you in the group or just whatever you want to do. So so anyway, Uh, like I said, it's a good,
2: good group of good group of people
0: in the group. And Um, good group of perverts there. like I said, (laughs) Anastasia Rose is our guest next week. Uh, Richard, anything else for you?
4: i just like to say I'm very impressed with how comfortable you are in your skin.
0: Thank um, you, you. Know,
4: you. You know what you're doing. You're, you're, you do it with a joy, with intelligence and beauty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. knowing you.
1: Thank you. You're making me blush.
2: That's so sweet. So, so, Patrick, nobody that you knew back in the day wanted to step on animals, right? Intentionally?
0: No, I don't know they didn't want to
2: step on me. I, I mean, uh, Richard. I I meant that oh, question oh, for I'm Richard.
4: <laughs> well, there are all kinds of people in this world. Yes. Uh, some of them, it's a season ticket to therapy. Uh, <laughs> others, it's across the street and avoid them. Um, you figure out who's who, and you live in the world, and you make your choices. And um, what else do you want me to say? And no, I, cra- I met crazy people. Answer. I have met crazy people. Yes.
2: Yeah.
4: And I try to direct. No, them that's directly. true. You can
2: you can meet crazy people outside of the porn industry or outside the adult industry too. So.
0: Oh yeah.
4: That's
0: very true. So, uh, Princess, what what are some plans down the road? Let's talk five years down the road. Where are we going to progress to? What when when you're when you've got three million Twitter followers? What are we going to know about Princess Sandy? <laughs>
1: Oh, that'll be nice. Well, um, as I said, I am slightly new to the, um, the hardcore side of things. I definitely want to do a lot more sex scenes. I enjoy sex quite a bit. So that's like a new chapter of my life that I'm exploring. Um, I want to work with some big, bigger companies and, different people and just have a really good time and try different things out. So I'm hoping to progress more in that direction while still doing all my BDSM stuff. I love it. That's obviously at my core. Um, hopefully opening up a nice big new dungeon. Um, yeah, that's all. At this point, everything's just going in all different directions. I'm just kind of seeing what happens.
0: So. Sure. And ride the, <laughs> ride the wave that you yeah. predict. So, and your
1: goals have changed. <laughs>
0: I've got your website pulled up here, and you do have. Uh, let me go to a, your social media page, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, your your Twitter is uh, Dandy's Playroom. It is. And let's see, content under content. You're on OnlyFans, Loyal Fans, Manyvids, Pornhub, Clips for Sale, and Fans Central. But you said you're also on uh, Sex Panther as well.
1: Yeah, so I do mostly. I do a lot of texting and phone calls on Sex Panther. Um, And I absolutely love that. Obviously, I love doing stuff in person more than anything, but I'm also, like, late at night, I'm going to be sexting somebody, so it's nice if it's a client.
2: I remember the 1990s when, you know, the phone sex was, like, the big thing.
1: I know. I always wanted to do that. So I have a collection of, like, old porn and, like, a lot of it, like, a lot of VHSs and stuff, and a lot of them will start or end with an ad for phone sex. And I, like, am like, oh, like all that, but those people. I re-
0: I remember those days, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, was Richard Pacheco in any of those movies?
1: Probably all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you secret path?
1: crush, and he's just finding out today?
4: <laughs> have you crossed paths with Midori or uh, Lady Petra? Oh, of Pet- course, Lady Petra.
1: Or um, Midori. I have. I read one of her books. I ran into her at some event, some kinky convention a million years ago. Um, but yeah, I've read a lot of her stuff and like different blogs and things. So
4: she and Lady Petra were, were the two people in the Bay Area. They referred to themselves as glam doms. They were exceedingly I remember doing- them. Yeah. And they were, they were hardcore. And uh, I definitely they, were, remember the they also took no prisoners. I mean, they were pretty intense. But I enjoyed watching and meeting them. They were just pretty, pretty special people.
1: Wow! yeah I've heard amazing things about them like both of them I've heard amazing things about um, and I've definitely like I've had some clients um, who have played with Midori a few times so like I love hearing those stories I love hearing about my clients who've like gone to see other people in the past and I don't know you just learn a lot
4: yeah I had a big crush on her it's hard not to
1: yeah (laughs) tell me about
2: it I remember her
0: Uh, yes I do too so, Princess, when you watch porn for your own enjoyment, what do you like to watch? What part of it turns you on?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a tough one. I watch a little bit of everything. Like, there's so much. I really, okay, so I love BBWs. Um, I love MILFs. I love, like, guys with tattoos. Um, but I also, like, so I'll watch regular sex things, But I really love kinky stuff. And some of my kinky stuff, it's, like, really intense and it's really, like, extreme and I don't always want to see these things happening to real people because I worry if it's real or not. But that's what cartoon porn is for. So I watch a lot is of fun dying cartoon porn. Anime. Yeah, I love it.
0: Elmer, Fudd gets laid. Uh, <laughs> the Simpsons. I have
1: seen a lot of Simpsons porn. It's so
0: bad. I I watched the, uh, the parody of South Park where they actually had
3: uh, – Oh, that, it's hysterically funny. There was the live action. They
1: like
0: do live
2: action. Yeah. Uh, Wait, a parody like porn? Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's like, there are, there were a world ton of porn parodies in the 90s that were absolutely spectacular. I love that.
1: I want to do more parody porn.
2: Charles Will Ryder yeah. w- was spectacular on doing those where they actually had like acting and you know a plot and sex and he did like you know be bewitched triple x and you know the oh brady bunch and oh yeah he did those he did that yeah uh, they're the brilliant
3: he did the cosby one also i mean yeah that. yeah
2: they, they oh, are God. absolutely brilliant in terms of how he executed them and the actors and actresses and the acting was really good
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, he did uh let's see here if i bring one up uh although dale and i don't get along but he did uh uh elvis the porn parody yes and oh uh, my
1: gosh um and that looks great
0: i don't know i guess axel that's axel brown that's axel yeah Bond. yeah can you see this one yeah um,
2: oh i have this that. is Will <laughs> Rider. that's real
4: matter yeah. yeah that's
2: cool
1: um
0: that's axel brown yeah. oh wow uh, I mean they all look that's Evan Stone right there. Yes. The, the joke or the, the Riddler. Yeah.
2: These all look so good. And
0: Lexi Bell
3: and yeah. Randy uh, well I know he was in the uh he was in the Munsters one also, the Munsters parody.
1: I love the Munsters. I would yes. totally watch that porn. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah.
2: Look, uh, look up Will Ryder on IBDM and you can find he did a ton of movies in the mid 90s yes. that are just spectacular.
0: Right now it's in, in Will's court to do this show. I'm hoping to get him for Labor Day weekend. Um, but I know he's kind of particular on a few things. And, and uh, I do know, though, that he's going to meet me and Charles in LA when we go out there uh, in January. So I know we're going to meet up. I'm him. so
2: excited for that. I'm just like, you know, he's just, he's brilliant in terms of it, you know taking it from the page and putting it on the screen and just the execution of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I don't understand how they can get all this stuff to just look so, um, an industry term, dead on balls, accurate. Um, Seriously.
3: It's just, uh, let's see here. I got, uh,
0: oh, da, 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 da. I can't remember where it
3: was. Did he do the, uh, the Pee Wee Herman? uh parody with uh toppy pistol if it wasn't him it was axel But yeah that
4: that i believe
3: it was that was that's probably my favorite one that's it sounded just like peewee herman yes he was yeah he was spot Um, on spot on one of the best uh most accurate depictions uh, of a of an actual person yeah um
0: kind of can't think who played um oh my wife met him James Dean. James Dean, yeah, yeah. James, he's in here too. Yeah, James Dean did that. Um, my wife met James Dean. Let me see if I can pick get a photo of it real quick before we head out. But anyway, um, and maybe I don't have it. Maybe I do. Um, uh, I don't think I've got it. Every time I, oh, here it is. So this is day three of a porno conference you know, it's day three of a porno conference. When you take a picture with, with a, a porno star and you don't even notice that there's a likeness of his cock behind your head.
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure you won't mind.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's my wife and James Dean and uh, a simile of of uh, James's cock behind the, her head. But anyway, that was, I uh, know we good. had fun time with that. So anyway, anything else you want to add, Princess, before we go?
1: Okay, yes, I do want to add, um, if anyone's curious about being dominated and they're not sure, hit me up, find me, find my website, princessdandy.com, check out my stuff, it's not as scary as it sounds, I'm very nice, try to meet me somewhere, like Exotica, I'm going to all of them, um, yeah, only do it with people that you feel you feel good about, Like, like we were saying that BDSM can be really scary, um but yeah sometimes you just got to like take the leap and the hardest part is showing up so All
0: right well we certainly appreciate uh princess dandy being here check her out
3: and thank uh, you so much you, thank you. Yeah, princess, princess. you're very lovely i have to say I've, I've i'm pleasantly um yeah very lovely very lovely lady
1: you guys make right. me blush
3: <laughs> uh princessdandy.com is her website her
0: twitter address is dandy's playroom and when we put the replay up I will have these links on that page. And, of course, we want to thank Richard Pacheco for stopping by as well, too. Richard, it's always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. Thank so, you, Richard. You until pleasure. next week, uh, Anastasia Rose is our guest next week. And so until then, have a great week. We're Talking at JizzTalking.com. Stop by and visit sometime. Thank you.